welcome back to episode four of CGU Graduate Student Council Talks. I'm your co-host Avalon Whalen. I'm getting my PhD here at CGU in Applied Social Psychology, and I'm the GSC's podcast specialist. Hi, I am another co-host, Arlene Votruba, and I am a PhD student in the Cultural Studies Department here at CGU. In today's episode, we're going to delve into the benefits and opportunities of joining a student group, organization, or club on campus. Oftentimes, when we think of graduate school, we think a lot about research and independent study, and we don't necessarily think about those extracurriculars and activities that we are part of outside of the classroom. But I think it's important for us to see what opportunities lie in CGU's diverse student population, what types of student groups and affiliations exist, as well as who our students are and what is available for you to embrace and participate in while you're a student. So Arlene, as we already know, you are the president of the GSC, and I think we should start off by talking about the GSC since it is uh, the organization we're involved with. So can you tell me a little bit about Graduate Student Council? Yeah, sure. So Graduate Student Council is really the student organization designed to help connect students directly to the CGU administration and executive leadership team. We serve our student body in order to help advocate for them, to share their concerns, to amplify their voices, and to develop programming as well as events that help bring students together as well as to serve student needs and desires during their time here at CGU. Awesome. Thank you so much. And Arlene, my last question will be, why do you think it's important to get involved on campus? And I guess specifically with the GSE? Great question. I think that beyond coursework and beyond the independent research that we complete as master's and PhD students, it's really important to take advantage of all the resources available to us through the campus community and campus life. And so participating in student groups, clubs, organizations can offer additional professional development opportunities, uh, experience, you know, participating in service to your community, and a chance to really meet students outside of your discipline and work with them to accomplish goals that are important to students across different fields and in different schools. So I really encourage students to get involved. I think serving on the GSC has provided access to a lot of opportunities and experiences that I wouldn't have had otherwise getting to know some of the back end of academia, being in meetings and serving on committees with other members of the executive leadership team uh, within the administration of CGU has given me more insight into the inner workings of academia and helped me to serve my community by standing in as a student representative and advocate to help vocalize student concerns and really emphasize the needs of our current CGU body. Yeah, that's definitely something I can resonate with what you said about um, meeting people from different disciplines and also being able to see the back end of academia and see like what else goes on and being able to represent the student body. That's something I really loved about like so far about working on the GSC. 
and again, meeting people from outside my discipline, because I think once you get to grad school, much more than undergrad, you're kind of isolated in your own little discipline. And it can be, you know, it can be isolating and it can, you know, you want to meet people from other areas. I think it gives you different perspectives. So that's been something I've really loved about the GSE is meeting people from all these different backgrounds and disciplines that I probably would have never met if I wasn't on the GSE. Yeah, and something so cool about Claremont Graduate University is really embodied in our motto, that multa lumina una lux, which is many flames, one light, and the fact that our students are really diverse, are really just amazing people, wonderful uh, scholars, and that they really all have a light, and together we kind of make this world brighter, make our campus more lively. So just getting people together from different areas can really spark that light and and make things just really brighter uh, when you're here engaging on campus. And I think that because graduate school is such an isolating experience, no matter where you go, that participating in extracurriculars through meeting different students across disciplines, participating in organizations and that sort of thing can support just personal development alongside that academic and professional development to make sure that you're still in touch because people are moving to Claremont from all over the world to participate in this scholarly journey. And it's important to have experiences outside of just the classroom. Absolutely. I definitely agree with that. Well, thank you so much. All right, first we're going to speak to Brandon Orozco. Brandon, can you tell us a little bit about what you do here at CGU, what you study, and your affiliation um, with your organization? Oh, yes. Hello, my name is Brandon, and I am in the Human Resource Program at Claremont Graduate University, and I am the president and founder of a student chapter at CGU named Pyra CGU. And Pyra is an acronym for Professionals in Human Resources Association and is an affiliate of SHRM, the Society for Human Resource Management. And we are an HR-focused student chapter, but you do not have to be in the HR program to participate in the student chapter. As long as you are interested in learning more about the workplace, you are welcome. That's so cool. I didn't realize that you like actually brought the first chapter. I guess I thought it was already here, but that's really cool. Yeah, it's really important work, and I'm glad to hear that you helped to kind of initiate that uh, opportunity for other students. It sounds like a really useful opportunity for people to get involved in. I'm curious to ask you, Brandon, in what ways does your organization contribute to fostering diversity at CGU? Oh, yes. Yes, diversity is very important in the workplace and is an important topic we cover. And one aspect that I am particularly interested in is a neurodiversity, which takes into account the neurological differences and the uniqueness of everyone. So I took the diversity and implemented a neurodiversity because I am also a neurodiverse and can also relate. And we also had a, a guest speaker I'll come and speak about neurodiversity and the business case for it. Excellent. Can I ask you, Brandon, a little bit about what your organization does? What are some of the you know programs or activities that students would get to participate in if they joined your affiliation? 
Oh yes, yeah. so so far we have had a resume reviews and we've had interview tips. So it's anything a general like getting into the workplace and and then we also had the neurodiversity talk. But we are in the process of elections and we will soon be having a new president which will set the new uh, direction moving forward. I guess I have one last question. Brandon, why is it important for students to get involved in student organizations outside of their coursework while studying in graduate school? Oh, yes. So, so uh, something that happens in undergraduate uh, programs is the multiple student chapters and clubs that there are. And it's always good to join those because you get a greater uh, network, greater networking and you're able to uh, network with others, and especially with professional organizations, you're able to network with professionals, and they might know other professionals. So it will help in future job searches, and it'll be able, and you'll be able to uh, communicate with them and learn more, and maybe even be uh, mentored. So it's always good to uh, find other people who are who are in a position to give you more information. And that's another reason why I created the student chapter was because in a graduate school, there's not really too many uh, student uh, clubs or organizations. And I and I grown accustomed to attending uh, student organizations and student clubs when I was in my undergrad program. I, I lived on campus and I would always go to different events and join different uh, professional organizations. And when I came to CGU, it was very limited. But since uh, creating the student chapter, I was able to uh, bring the undergrad experience to graduate school. Awesome. That's great. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much, Brandon. This was very informative. Um, and it's a really cool, like, it seems like such a cool organization and a chapter that you brought here that's really important work. And thank you so much for telling us about that. Oh, yes. Thank you very much for having me. You're listening to CGU Grad Student Council Talks. Okay, so next we're going to hear from Shamini Diaz. Shamini, thank you so much for joining us today. Can you tell us a bit about your role here at CGU and just about yourself? Sure. I'm really glad to be joining you this morning. I am uh, the founder and director of the Preparing Future faculty program at CGU. And uh, we call it PFF, CGU Loves Acronyms. And uh, I'm also an alumna of CGU. I did my PhD here a while back in uh, the School of Educational Studies. So PFF um, is kind of me living my dream. We teach uh, in PFF, it's a teaching program. We teach an advocate for future-focused ethical education. And um, this is really an advocacy to embrace and integrate diversity as an asset and to design education that's inclusive and equity-minded. So um, a little bit about my background. I've come from a long history of teaching. I've wanted to teach since I was nine. Um, And uh, I've had the great good fortune to have taught in so many different settings. Um, I started out at junior college, higher ed, 
then I got curious about where where do these people come from, you know? Um, and I went all the way down to early childhood. So then I taught four-year-old people and then everyone in between through high school. And I also had the good fortune to be a teaching artist and consulted at corporate level. So what that taught me is how PFF came to be, that learning is a very exciting thing to do, but there's so many people whose learning is blocked or oppressed or just doors are shut mm-hmm. uh, for no good reason, and especially in higher education. Um, so that's that's how PFF, you know, as the, our program PFF started, was to try to say we can teach differently. That is so cool. That's such a useful thing because I've heard so many times that people go into a PhD and they are, of course, really excited about research, but they might not have as much teaching experience or they might not care for for teaching as much or just not know all of the, you know, everything that goes into into teaching and being a good teacher. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's definitely yeah. a, a missing piece. Like that's something that needs to be bridged. So I think PFF is so useful for that. I think so. And you really said it. It's a missing piece. You know, it's sort of, I have a PhD in chemistry. Now I know how to go and help other people learn it. Um, Teaching is both a science and an art, but it's often seen as, well, anybody with a PhD Mm. can teach. Mm. Um, And so we're trying to, we're trying to write the, a little different narrative, a different story here about teaching, that it is something of a scholarly activity. There's research that tells us how people learn. Uh, There's historical research that tells us what has happened in education and where we need to go. And I think that's a very important thing for anybody who wants to go out there and teach. I want to make a little uh, addition here that many people who engage with PFF might not go out there and teach in formal classrooms but they are doing the same sort of leading of minds out there. Uh, they might be leading a team. They might be working in a nonprofit and trying to transform something or impact a community. They might be leading um, a company. All of that is engaging people, making sure everybody is empowered and has a voice and moving people forward. Yeah, I mean, teaching is teaching wherever it is. Just like you mentioned, if you're teaching kids or teaching in college, like it's the pretty much the same skills. It's just like you have to adjust it. But that that's really cool. Thank you so much for that information. All right, so another question I had was, what ways does your organization, so PFF, how does PFF contribute to fostering diversity here at CGU? I love this question. Um, you know, it's... Uh, Diversity, inclusion, equity, kind of justice of learning is part of our DNA, as it were. So a couple of things that we've done. We've kept the program at zero cost to CGU students and at low cost to alumni. Alumni who want to engage with our certificate program have no tuition. They just pay a $50 admin fee per course, two courses, so $100. Um, And unless a program is requiring a four-unit teaching tool, which means it's just part of the courses that they need to take, students can take this for free. Um, We also offer multiple ways to engage. 
So we were, even before COVID, we had been designing to go online because so many students mm-hmm. were would tell us things like, well, I finished coursework. I couldn't do PFF while I was in coursework and now I'm done, but I'm back in Minnesota. What am I going to do? So going online for us was a big goal and we achieved it interestingly just as COVID hit. Um, and then uh, before COVID, when, and we will do this when we go back on ground, uh, we used to have two versions. One was the weekly class in the Monday to Friday space, but we used to have a full day Saturday intensive every other week because working students could then just, one, do it with fewer sessions and two, be able to come for it. Mm. So we we really try different ways to make sure that we're reaching all the populations who want to engage. We don't make it a competitive program, so the doors are always open. Nobody has to qualify to do it. No gatekeeping. Everybody can learn to teach. And then we use we try um, ongoing challenge, ongoing learning. We try to use a flexible design approach to recognize the different lived experience. So sometimes, you know, we co-create and customize something for a student in a class so that they can complete the program and do it a little differently, walk a different path. Um, And then, of course, the other thing is DEI is just the very DNA of the program in terms of our content. So one way I think we foster diversity, inclusion and equity, not just at CGU, this is my exciting moment for me, is seeing our students take the frameworks and impact and foster change in their own classrooms. That's great. Thank you so much for sharing all of that. So it sounds to me like PFF is really an embedded resource available to all students uh, across CGU, which is awesome. And I'm curious to ask, why is it important for students to get involved or participate in using this resource? This resource and all the other resources out there One of the things I've always said to students um, when I talk to them is, please don't just go to class. Uh, We all know really well how to be a student all these long years of schooling. It's a very strong identity. Sometimes it's actually too strong. We really know how to be a student and we stop there. But the other identity in grad school that we should be fostering is being a scholar and a professional, being a leader, being a member of community. That's so important, even selfishly for yourself and your career development. So only way to develop it, you have to go and engage, join the graduate student council, serve on student communities, help plan events, volunteer, participate in events, conferences, symposia. And then of course at CGU, We're in a consortium, so looking beyond CGU, there is the Queer Resource Center, the Chicano and Latino Student Association, OPSA, the Office of Black Student Affairs. There are talks, symposiums, performances. When you think of how amazing all of that is, and so much of it is accessible. That's great. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. I loved uh, having this conversation.
Right. So next, we're going to hear from Shrita Patel. Shrita, can you just tell us what you do here at CGU and what you're studying? Uh, hi. Uh, thank you so much for having me. So my name is Shweta Patel. I am an international student. I'm currently doing my master's in health information system and technology. I am in my second semester right now. And uh, I am a trained optometrist. And um, I decided to upgrade myself in health information and technology because I feel technology uh, is evolving at a light speed. And if I want to be relevant in healthcare, I need to understand this. And I chose CGU because it's so diverse and uh, there are amazing people around. And yeah, here I am. Awesome. That's so cool. And I know you've mentioned to us before um, about like your experience as an international student. So can you tell us what has your experience been here at CGU as an international student, especially mentioning, like you said, that CGU is such a diverse campus? Absolutely. Um, So uh, this question reminds me of a dialogue from Forrest Gump where Tom Hanks says that, okay, life is like a box of chocolates and you will never know what, what you're going to get. And uh, in that, I'm going to add, eventually, it's a chocolate, right? So it's sweet. So this has been my experience uh, with um, CGU. Um, It's been eventful. There have been uh, amazing experience. There have been, you know, challenging experience being an international student. But if I just have to look at it in a zoom out perspective, it's been amazing. Uh, Reason being people. Honestly, people, they are really, really open. They are uh, warm, they are kind, and they want to listen to you. They want to hear your story. They want to support you. So uh, this is something very striking uh, for me as an international student because we have you know, a lot of, um, I would say, anxieties. I would say uh, a lot of, uh, you know, thoughts which goes in our mind because we feel we don't fit in uh, because we don't look like uh, you know people around us we don't talk like people around us so having a community around you which is supportive is extremely crucial so that's what i found over here however in the beginning uh, avalon and ireland because it was a pandemic when i came here in september 2021 It was pretty difficult, uh, to be frank, uh, because there were no socialization uh, thanks to pandemic. Everything was online. And now suddenly I'm in a new country, uh, new weather, you know, new coursework, new people, new language, new food. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I had no outlet to even look at people or meet them in person but 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 you know what I did I I was like okay there's two options either I feel this way or reach out and uh, I reached out and you won't believe everybody you know wherever I reached out through emails or uh, you know asking for zoom meetings talk to me like you know (laughs) people spoke to me and uh, they gave me ideas they gave me advices They, they they showed up to be honest And yeah, this is how uh, my 
experience as an international student has been. Thank you so much for sharing. And I know that graduate school is really isolating oftentimes for anybody. So it is really great to hear from you specifically about how being an international student can contribute to more challenging factors in terms of that isolation, especially arriving on campus Mm -hmm. when it's actually a virtual or hybrid setting. So thank you so much for sharing that. I know that that will resonate with a lot of students. And Mm -hmm. your advice to just reach out to people is so helpful. I think whether you're online or on campus, it never hurts to just reach out even to ask for a virtual coffee with your colleagues because you're all here to work together, support one another and collaborate throughout this process. So thank you for that. I have another question for you. I'm curious Mm -hmm. to ask, are there any specific organizations or resources at Claremont Graduate University that you have found useful as an international student? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, there are many of them. I would uh, start by saying first, uh, an individual. So your program advisors. Uh, I, I, I had a lot of discussion with my program advisor. Uh, I reach out to them because where I come from, the, the academic, uh, uh, you know, the processes are completely different than how uh, U.S. academic processes are. And then uh, I reached out to CDO, Career Development Office. Uh, you might be like, oh, Shweta, you just reached. Uh, why you need to reach out to Career Development Office? It is extremely important that when we reach here, we, we start our career plan because here we are to not only you know learn different experiences, but we, we are here to grow and one shot to grow is to have your career which is planned well so uh, what my suggestion would be don't wait till you are getting graduated you need to start it as soon as you are here and then something really really important student health services uh mcaps and empower center so uh because uh, you are in as an international student you are in a process of aculturization i mean i went through that we need support, mental health support, extremely important. Do not uh, reject yourself or do not self gaslight. Yes. <laughs> I always tell this to everyone whom I meet in person or whenever I have a you know chance to talk to international students, I tell them that uh, yes, we, we need to talk, we need to connect. And um, another thing which I would love to share over here is uh, SLDL and uh, 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 they are along with, you know, international students like us, we are opening an organization which is called as International Students Organization with the motto of, uh, you know, having two aims. First is to voice international students' concern and second is to support them. Uh, during their journey of, you know, uh, 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 career exploration at CGU. So uh, we are, we have established that now, and uh, this will be one more resource which will be available. I had one last question for you. You already mm-hmm. mentioned a few things, but do you have any specific advice that you would give to future international students that want to come to CGU? Oh, yes. I have a couple of them. So first thing is ask questions. Uh, I have learned this uh, earlier in my, you know, work life that asking questions will take you places. Even if you feel scared, 
even if you feel uh, ashamed, please show up for yourself and ask question. Only two uh, important things here you need to be aware about is being genuinely curious and be respectful when you are asking it. So that's number one, because that's how you're going to gather information. And then you can make an informed decision. Second thing is there will be rejection because not every one of us are same, right? So mm. yes, there will be rejection. Don't fear them because right now you have nothing like you're already at zero. Okay. <laughs> so even if you ask and nothing comes by, you are still at zero. You have nothing to lose. But if there is that, yes, you have one step ahead. So please don't fear those rejections. Okay. So please ask question and remember that there will be rejection, but don't fear them. Next thing which I would like to uh, share is be aware of your own biases. Uh, we, because we come from a different culture, uh, our experiences are different, our exposures are different. Be respectful. Uh, if you are seeing things which are different, be, uh, I would say rather celebrate those differences. You don't want other person to be like you. You want both of, uh, you know, both of you to enjoy your each other's company. To be honest, you know, this is how I look at my life. I don't want, you know, people who are my clones. I am difficult. <laughs> <laughs> I want everybody to be, you know, themselves be the you know the, the individual next thing is be aware of burnt out as well it will happen and it is real mm. so it's okay i mean it's okay to feel crap or meh or anything mm. just tell that you're feeling that first is to name it that okay i'm feeling that because yes i'm aware about a lot of pressure which we go through so it's okay to feel that and it's okay to tell people because I know a lot of culture does not allow to show that, okay, I'm, I'm, I need a mental health break or maybe I, right. I, I need space. I'm not feeling really up for that socialization because there will be a lot of pressure to socialize. You will feel that FOMO fear of missing out mm -hmm. but here you have to just convert that to jomo joy of missing out you know just stay in I your bed that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know i learned that just stay in your bed it's okay it's okay tell you know your friends or tell your professor tell your advisor or whoever you talk to so yeah last thing make friends and have fun because <laughs> as the motto says many flames one light and that's what you will feel eventually so, yeah, so this is what my two cents, I think there were many cents. <laughs> yeah, this is what I would share with uh, students who are uh, international students. And we are here for you. Thank you. Yeah, that was super helpful, Shweta. Thank you so much. That was very informative and you gave like really specific, like awesome resources. And thank you for being open about your experiences mm -hmm. and the good and the bad and not just portraying it as, oh, everything was fine and perfect. I really appreciate that. And this will be really mm -hmm. very helpful to other students. I'm so glad you felt that way. I mean, we are all together in this. Yeah, it's been really great talking to you. I really appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you so much, both of you. You're listening to CGU Grad Student Council Talks. 
All right. Next, we're going to talk to Tony Jimenez. Tony, can you tell us about your organization and your role there? No, definitely. Thank you for inviting me. Uh, my name is uh, Tony Jimenez. I'm the Dean of Chicano Latino Student Affairs, or CLSA, at the Claremont College of Service. Work in social-wise services that serves all of the seven colleges, and uh, which includes CGU and KGI, who are our graduate institutions. Uh, this, um, the, the main objective of my service is to help provide um, activities, events, and workshops for the Latinx students at the Claremont Colleges. Uh, even though that is, that is our core mission, we also serve all students. So we provide, for example, workshops such as uh, for grad students, such as NSF, or um, postgraduate opportunities. So more than anything we want to do, we want to provide services that will allow students to be successful not only while they're students, but beyond. Perfect. Thank you so much. I'm curious to ask, what, way do, what ways does your organization contribute to fostering diversity at the Claremont Colleges? Uh, one of the things we foster uh, diversity is to make sure there's an awareness of issues related to Latinx students. So for example, one of the things that we do is provide workshops as it relates to the arts uh, and, and the humanities. So for example, we have events that deal with Dia de los Muertos or deals with um, issues such as immigration, issues of equity in higher education. Sometimes we, we do bring a diversity workshop series. So for example, right before COVID, we had Dr. Daniel Solorsano, who's a CGU alum, to come and give a lecture, to give the, the CLSA uh, lecture on diversity and equity in higher education. So we do have a speaker series and then we also have workshops as it relates to how to create a much more diverse campus environment. Also, in regards to fostering diversity, we also have workshops directly with faculty and staff on how to work with students who are, who are Latinx and who come from a diversity of intersectionalities. And then also one of the things that we do um, and in our office, all of us are very diverse as it relates to our backgrounds. Like for example, uh, my assistant Dean Sochi Casilla, she has a background in working in nonprofits, so what she does a lot is how she connects our student population with nonprofit organizations, and also in relates to how to increase opportunities for Latinx women uh, outside of the Claremont Colleges. And then uh, my um, our coordinator and uh, administrative assistant Miriam Escuela, who's of South American uh, descent, she's working really hard to expand our reach to other uh, students from different uh, communities besides those who are of, of Mexican heritage, because normally since we're in Southern California, people assume the CLSA only right. serves Latino students who are of Mexican heritage, but we serve students from the Caribbean and South America. And then my background is in graduate and professional education, so I'm, I'm tasked with making sure that we provide opportunities for our graduate students at the colleges. That's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. Um, and Tony, another question I had is, why do you think it's important for students to get involved on campus, whatever school they might be attending, or get involved with student organizations? I think it's extremely important. College is uh, college or graduate school is always a challenge, and it's a challenge because it should be a challenge. You're, you're being you're you're being pushed to uh, to stretch out your intellectual curiosity. And that can be very stressful, and obviously, and, and because it's a uh, it's, it's new avenues in your own in your, in your own personal development that being said it's always great to be part in student groups because student groups will allow you to interact with people who are like-minded and discuss issues that are very important for example at cgu or at kgi but also it, it creates a sense of community um there's a lot of research that shows that graduate students who are involved in activities and community have a higher a higher probability of success 
Also, it just allows you just to create, you know, not only meet, you not only meet colleagues and students, but you meet your colleagues of the future. And it's a great way to create networks beyond the Claremont Colleges because, um, like I said, those students who are who are part of these organizations today might be a faculty member at XYZ institution, or might be might be a leader in in, in a biotech company or a leader in a nonprofit. It's important, and, but those relationships start when you're a student. So it's it's. It not only prepares you for the future, but also it creates meaningful relationships. Um, as myself, who was a graduate student many years ago, uh, those those relationships that, that were part of student organizations that I was part of, I still keep in contact with those individuals today. That is very good advice. And I feel like that's so true that sometimes we might forget that, you know, that these people that we're meeting now, well, we might know them for the rest of our life in grad school. Um, and they, you know, it could be a really meaningful connection for our future endeavors as well for our career. I'll give you a classic example. One of my one of my uh, friends from grad school from well in the early two thousands, uh, he's applying for a job right now, and he 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 called me up and said, "Hey Tony, can I have some pearls of wisdom? Because I'm going to apply for a job at a liberal arts. How can we? You know, how can I be a better candidate?" And his, and, and that relationship then start you know out of the blue. We were students. We we're dealing with the with the grind of learning SPSS back in the day, but but now today, you know, he said, "Hey, he's a professional. I'm a professional. We both have doctoral degrees." But there comes a point where um, he calls upon me for support, and I do the same thing with colleagues all over the country and actually all over the world when I have a question. Since I, since you cultivate those relationships as part of student organizations, I mean, you don't re- I mean twenty years from now, you're not going to remember the agenda items from that <clears throat> from the meeting as it relates to the to the student organization. However, you're going to remember those relationships and. Those are, those are the relationships that really can make a difference in your career moving forward. Awesome. I'm curious to ask, is there anything that we didn't have a chance to discuss that you wanted to share while you had everyone's attention? Oh, no, definitely. I think one, one of the things I always tell students uh, about CLC, even though we work with the Latinx community, all and everybody's welcome to be part of CLSA. Um, like I said earlier, my background has been in graduate education, so I used to work at UC Santa Barbara and also at the University of Illinois College of Medicine. And the reason I'm saying that is not to toot my horn, but also it's because more importantly is that we create programs for grad students. Sometimes there's a perception that a lot of the offices at the Claremont Colleges um, do not address issues of graduate students. That's the furthest thing from the truth. One of the things that we really do at CLSA is to create programming that our graduate student population could take advantage of. So for example, in the fall, we have the, uh, the National Science Foundation uh, Graduate Research Internship Program um, workshop because we want our students to get the NSF fellowship. In addition, we've created partnerships with our colleagues at UCLA to provide workshops for students who are applying for postdocs. I know, I mean, when I was finishing my doctoral degree, I was like, okay, what's next? So having those workshops really helps our CGU students take advantage of some of the opportunities that CLSA has to offer. And then we also have workshops on how to apply for fellowships, for uh, graduate fellowships like the Spencer or um, or other or the Ford Foundation Fellowship. I think more than anything, I think the most important for graduate students to know about our office is that even though we do serve the Latinx community, anybody who's interested in seeking those services, we're not going to turn them away. They're part of our community and we welcome everybody. That's awesome. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Thanks again for listening to CGU Grad Student Council Talks. 
Today was an opportunity to learn a bit about our CGU student groups, organizations, and the diverse students who are here on our Claremont Graduate University campus. Hopefully you've been inspired to check out what opportunities there are for you to get involved alongside your studies here as a CGU scholar. This has been your co-host, Arlene Votruba. And I'm Avalon Whalen. Thank you again for listening and be sure to stay tuned for a final installment of season one of CGU Grad Student Council Talks.